I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. An Erio's original. Tis I, Lydia Greengrass, day Alva Ladeo, and it is another episode. Can you believe it? It is the week before Thanksgiving, the day where we where we give thanks and we have our family and friends and and it's I'm so excited. So this, you know, next week will be a very special Thanksgiving day. Um so this episode is really fun because I talk with someone who I didn't know before I invited onto the podcast. I had met him when he uh, delivered my, you know, delivered my food to me and we hit it off. And then I said, come on the podcast. And it is so good. And I always love talking to people in 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 uh, social circles that I wouldn't usually, you know, be, you know, we wouldn't usually, you know, if we were, you know, at a dance, I doubt we'd, you know, go, he'd come up to me or I'd come up to him, you know, I doubt, you know, we might see each other outside the bathroom. But other than that, but then when when I can really, and that's the problem too, you know, with social circles, and especially in high schools, but that's for another day. But um, take a listen. And um, this is just a really fun fun um, conversation about something I knew nothing about, which is science fiction and the science fiction world of Star Wars. So let's, let's play it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, and welcome to the Lydia Greengrass de Alvaladejo show. My name is, of course, Lydia Greengrass de Alvaladejo, and I am here with a very, very special guest. His name is Bill Waters, and uh, Bill, how's it going? Pretty good, Lydia. Um, I was surprised to get your call, but this sounds exciting. That's right. So just to fill the listeners in, I the other day was ordering a euro, um, which is a it's a Middle Eastern meat pocket. And uh, I, I did it. Of course, I'm doing my social distancing. So I got it from uh, Uber Eats. And, and when when Bill arrived with my order, I I was taken aback because he was wearing none other than a, a, a Star Wars shirt, which I was aware of only because my sons, Eric and Ty, are just, um, dare I say, um, uh, you know, on the moon for that that series. And so we got to talking and I asked, would you want to come on my podcast? And you were so, you know, you, you, you said, sure. And, and you gave me your number and, and here we are. Yeah. And I actually, I didn't expect you to call back. I just thought it was one of those things that like, gosh, you'll never call, but that's right. And you know, what's funny is, you know, we talk in, in my business, um, you know, uh, I do a lot of team building work and, and I tell people that a lot of getting things done, a lot of getting to point A to point Z, it's just the follow through. Mm-hmm. And that's so important in, in um, food delivery too. What I've found as a driver for Uber Eats is that you gotta you gotta hold up your end of the bargain because people are waiting for this stuff. People are waiting for this food. They're waiting for their red lobster. They're waiting for their sizzler. And if you don't show up, you have the power to ruin someone's night. And I will tell you, Bill, and I, this is something that I I brought up with Uber Eats, and you know, and it, it hopefully doesn't affect you. But the the euro was was cold when it came, and I you know I. I was very adamant when I got on the line with 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 the, the the customer service and I said, you know, and I know Bill and this wasn't Bill's fault, so hopefully that didn't trickle down to you. Uh no, not yet. Not yet. But um if if it does, uh I, I wouldn't mind um I wouldn't mind maybe bringing you in the loop with my manager so we can clear that up. I'm sorry about that. No, and of course, I didn't want to. I just wanted, and I would. Oops, I would love to clear that up because I know, you know, in talking to you, that that's not something you know. You wouldn't be one to sit around, you know, in the car like I know some other drivers do, where they yeah. kind of listen to their music, they listen to their their top forty hits, and and we're all, you know, clamoring for our for our for our meat and our our pasta so but so thank you and and i want to ask you how long have you been driving how long have you been doing the delivery and do you like it and tell us um i've been delivering for uber eats or previously postmates for maybe five or six years 
Um, I had previously been working at Trader Joe's. Um, oh. And I knew that I have a passion for the food industry. I love, I love to eat. And I love when other people eat. And so I knew when I lost my job at Trader Joe's that uh, I had, <clears throat> I wanted to find another job where I could be around food. And I also love to drive. I know my way all over Rancho and the surrounding towns uh, growing up there. So, um, you know, I combined my love of driving with my passion for food. And that's why I started driving for Uber Eats. And, and how did you lose your job at, at Trader Joe's, Bill? Well, that's kind of a long story. I don't know if, um, you know, there is some misunderstandings uh, at work about, um, you know, uh, some missing cash uh, out of one of the registers. But I won't get into it now. Well, I'm sorry to hear it because I, if I were your your boss, I'm sorry. I'm just oh no, someone's blasting their music. And are there rules against that when you're driving? You know, do they say to you, "Oh, Bill, you know, you don't, you can't put your your music above a certain decibel," or you know, no, they they let you listen to whatever you want and however loud you want it. I think it is probably frowned upon if I rolled up to your house blasting, you know, death metal or some other uh, offensive genres. Um, but uh, I don't listen to my music that loud anyway, so that's not a problem for me. Because you always see in the movies, you know, uh, the delivery boy or the delivery teen. And I know you're a bit older. You know, I know you, you, you're 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 quite a bit older than I would assume a, a delivery boy would be. But yeah. But usually in the movies, the delivery boy is is blasting his his rock and roll, and it. You know, the the neighbor is saying turn it down, and you know he's got his cap on backwards, and so I think that's that's maybe a misjudgment about the delivery. Yeah, the delivery personnel have long been battling, uh, you know, a negative, um, a negative archetype that people see in movies and films. And um, it's just not true that I, I find most of my colleagues are quite intelligent and quite uh, sensitive to, you know, the how should I put it, sensitive to what our customers um, expect of us. And so the last thing we want to do is to do anything to jeopardize um, our good reputations. Um, and, and so when I see a movie with, with a stereotype like you're talking about, it angers me because that puts out a, a negative association with the food delivery business. And, uh, and so one of the things I try and do is, is, is to battle that by leading by example and showing up on time and not listening to a lot of music and uh looking clean cutting my fingernails making sure my hair isn't you know my hair is done um all these things that i can do to present a good face so I think that's just great, and that is so up my alley of you know getting the job done and and just being the the worker bee, the worker bee that gets the worm. But now, Bill, why I brought you on today is because you are 
you, I saw you wearing your Star Wars shirt, and what was, it was one of the characters, it was, um... Yoda. Who? Yoda. Yoda. That's right. And I said, oh, I've seen that, I've seen that, and you laughed, and you said, you said, uh, yes, Yoda, it's, uh... I said, seen it, you have. And I didn't quite know what that meant. And then you explained that 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 was what the character says. And and I thought, oh, my God, this is the perfect guy because I am. So let me let Bill, let me fill you in because our listeners already know. But I have I have a passion project and it is uh, a young adult novel that I'm that I'm creating. It's called The Stephanie Chronicles. And the Stephanie Chronicles is about a young girl named Stephanie Smith who who's just lost her father and was given a, a, a gray suitcase um, uh, that her stepmother Hortense uh, is is very cynical about. And she's very much like, Stephanie, do you need to take that old suitcase back to boarding school with you? And that's kind of where we meet her. And so she's she's been on her travels back to boarding school where she meets a, a brooding young teen named Danny Fender who kind of challenges her in ways that she didn't know were possible. And I was thinking, you know, within the last week, which is what makes it so coincidental that you were to come into my life as I, I just think that I should bring Stephanie into the world of sci-fi. I think that that's what the young adults maybe that's what they're looking for. And I I know nothing of it. I don't, you know, I know there's the stars and I know there's the moon and I know there's spaceships and spacemen and but I don't know, you know, the Star Wars and the aliens. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. I well, right away, I have I have two thoughts. Uh, one, great title, Stephanie Chronicles. Um, who's okay. Stephanie? Who's Stephanie? And and you know what? What are we chronicling? That you know it begs the question. And two, I, I actually I have to say that. Star Wars is often misconstrued as sci-fi, actually. I don't think it's sci-fi at all. Um, I, I call sci-fi – I mean, I'm sorry. I call Star Wars uh, space adventure. I think it has more in common with the fantasy genre than it does with sci-fi. Mm. Uh, but uh... – Excuse me if I'm wrong, Bill, but if if it's in space, I mean, isn't that science? Uh, good question, Lydia. I'll, let me let me tell you what sci-fi is. Now, sci-fi movies are often set in space, but what they're really about isn't the space, but they're about science it's right there in the title it's about science and technology it's a it's a speculative genre where um some kind of new science or new technological event innovation is presented and it's about how the characters and how humankind reacts to those innovations now sometimes that might take place in space it might also take place on earth i'm thinking about movies like blade runner um 
or children of men more recently, um, or Back to the Future. You know, these movies present us with a new technology and a new science, and it's about how the characters deal with that. Now, Star Wars takes place in space, yes, but there is no science there. There is nothing for the characters to react to. It's more about the journey the characters go on in this hero's myth, this quest. But it's in space, right? Or, or no, and, and is it on Earth? No, it's in space. Yeah, you're right. It's in space. But don't get confused. Just because it's in space doesn't mean it's science fiction. Let me ask you, Lydia. Ty and um, what's your other son's name? Eric. Ty and Eric. They've been watching this movie, these this series. Um, they love it. Oh, Bill, they love it. They can't get enough, as, especially the cartoon. You know, I, and you know, I can't tell the difference sometimes. But, but you've walked you know. into the room and seen them watching it, so you're quite familiar at this point with with many of the movies, kind of. Well, I wouldn't take a, you know, a pop quiz on it, but I, I think, you know, if I saw a, a, a walk-in or a, or a, you know, one of the little, one of the little, um, Ewoks? Aliens, um, the, the, yeah, the ones that, um, the walk-ins. Yeah. Um, if I saw one of those, I'd say, "Oh my gosh, you know, I've I know you, and mm-hmm. and I, you know, we look like a little dog, and and but I I don't, you know, I I I I don't watch science fiction. I don't watch, you know, if it's got an alien in it, then I kind of I kind of fade fade away. But I feel that this is my chance to get immersed into it because I just am dying now that I'm thinking about it to get Stephanie up into space. Well, let me ask you this. Are you, are you attracted to space or are you attracted to science? Well, what's, well, I'm, I'm attracted to science and space. Okay. So, I think maybe the the best comp for you would be a movie like, say, Alien. Okay, because that is science fiction set in space. That's well, just, but, but that's animated, and that's... Well, no, it isn't. Well, what's the one with the alien... Um... Well, now I'm I'm just getting a little confused because because it's if Star Wars isn't a uh, a, a science fiction movie, you know, I, I it's not the English Patient, you know, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh my god, I love it! But you know that takes place as as much on Earth as as any other movie I've ever seen, you know. And and you tell me you know you're blasting some characters off into space, and I I say, well, gosh. You know, that's science to me. Where is the science? Tell me, where is the science in Star Wars? What is the scientific innovation that the movie is using to comment on the human condition? Well, they're in space, Bill. 
Yeah, but you know, the when you when, when you say that, I think what you're seeing is spaceships and the interstellar travel. Okay, um, but really, in a movie like Star Wars, that stuff is more akin to the magic in Lord of the Rings. Okay, because the movies don't stop to to say this is how this interstellar travel works or it doesn't stop to say what are the effects of the advent of hyper travel on society if it took that kind of approach then i would say it was science fiction well what if so then if but but stephanie won't be getting into that stephanie will be just i oh you know she i i i can't you know i she won't i don't even think she'll have a computer you know Okay, so I think that that really you're more attracted to the setting of space. And so I think when you bring the Stephanie Chronicles into space, it's going to resemble more of a fantasy adventure. Okay. Well, can I – so I wrote a little – so I wrote it just, you know – I, I I tried to see where Stephanie could go if I if I kind of got her space adventure, you know, in writing. And so I wrote a, a little chapter and I was wondering if I could read it to you and then maybe get your thoughts on to how that, you know, held up in the science fiction genre, you know, the star in in the Star Wars lore. Okay. All right. So this is this is so she's come from her father's funeral and she's taken the train uh, where she met Danny Fender. Then she took the bus. And so this is where we're picking up. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go for it. The bus finally arrived at the launch pad. It smelled just as she'd remembered, like an airport, but with more mystery. Stephanie stepped off the bus with that same gray suit case her father had given her. Damn that gray suitcase. The launch pad was bustling. Stephanie Smith, a flight attendant for the journey, called out, reporting for departure to space station X4514 Bluebird. The flight attendant gave a smirk. Just one luggage piece? It's all I need, glared Stephanie, Boy, was she starting to get peeved by the way everyone questioned her. On the spaceship, she was greeted by a professor she had free, she had grown to know and love, Dr. Lionel Laderas. What a hunk! His chestnuts, his chestnut eyes and yellow hair like a golden rainbow of beige. Hello, doctor. I'm excited for the mission. Stephanie, your hair. Yes, I know. Stephanie sheepishly combed her fingers through her newly dyed blue hair. I did it while I was home for my father's funeral. I'm sorry, Stephanie. If there's anything I can do. Well, doctor, if we can catch these aliens that are creating all the mischief around planet Robin's Bluff, that's all I need. Dr. Ladera smiled. How could someone so bright and determined have so much still to learn? The crew and passengers took their seats. Buckled up? Check. Radar? Ready? Check. 
Project Destination Planet Robin's Bluff is a go. Prepare for takeoff. And in an instant, she was gone up into space for the field trip of a lifetime. Wow. Nice. That's really exciting. Because she got to, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's that she was, she's not, she's still in school and she's still in her boarding school, but this is, you know, some sort of, it's some sort of space school I'm thinking. And then maybe this is one of their field trips is to get, is to, is to do this. Yeah, that's, that's very exciting. Uh, going to planet Robin's Bluff. Um, so what happens next? Well, I don't know. That's where I kind of need your help, you know, because I know in in Star Wars there there's a princess and there's a, a big dog and there's little dogs and there's um you know the giant snail and um you know and I just I just you know what are the secrets? What are the magical ingredients that make science fiction so palpable? Well, <clears throat> um. Lydia, um, I guess I need, before I can help you, I need to find out if your intentions are to make a rip-roaring science, uh, I'm sorry, if your intentions are to make a rip-roaring space opera in the tradition of Star Wars, or if your intentions are to say something about the human condition. Well, they don't sing, though, in Star Wars. No, that's a very literal um, understanding of the word opera. Um, let me say a rip-roaring space adventure. What was the other option? If you want to say something about the human condition, if you want to pose one of life's great philosophical questions and use science and technology to explore how humans feel and think well uh, well but bill why can't it be both why can't it be an adventure where she learns about herself and that you know she wants to in the future have a career in 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 you know like a you know own her own business um it actually it can be both so if that's what you want then let's figure this out let's hammer it out well, I just, you know, here's what I know, Bill. I know Star Wars, the, the kids love it. The kids absolutely go gaga for it. And I want to know, and, you know, especially, you know, I, you've heard all the J.K. Rowling's controversy with with her saying a guy isn't a girl or, a you know, she's saying girls are guys or, um, you know, that a woman and a man can't be intimate or you know and she's and 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 now i think that 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 you know harry um what's his name what's his last name potter potter that harry potter you know he's he's gone with the times and we're learning about it from the author that he's gone with the times and there the people are ready for a new a new hero and that i think might be stephanie and so i want to find a way to use all the magic of the star wars you know series to to kind of lift stephanie into that stratosphere okay so let me ask you this that passage that you read 
to me already. Where in the book, where in the story does this occur? Is that first chapter stuff, or is this somewhere else in the in the uh, story? Well, well, I don't even know if there's going to be chapters. Uh, you know, when it, because I haven't gotten to that point yet. But this, I'm you know sure would be toward the beginning. Okay, so this sounds like her being catapulted into space sounds like a great inciting incident at the end of act one that will bring us into the second act of your story and so what you need to do is you need to you need to really spend some time thinking about robin's bluff does your whole story take place on robin's bluff or is robin's bluff just one of many many planets that stephanie will visit and what is the relationship of one planet to another and what is the society up in these planets like and what do its people look like well, they look like you and me. They look, you know, they're, you know, um, and I think, you know, they're, they're all multicultural. And I think that's a big thing right now, too, is showing people of all walks of life. And I think, you know, it maybe looks a little bit like New York City mm-hmm. or, or, or Denver or, you know, any Chicago, Illinois. Um, and it's, you know, when I've seen what I've seen of Star Wars, you know, the only, you know, it's a very, I hate to say it, but it's, 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 it's one, you know, everyone, you know, kind of looks Swedish. They kind of look like they're of, or Eastern European. And I'd like to, I'd like Stephanie, the Stephanie Chronicles to kind of get away from that. Um, well, actually, I find Star Wars to have one of the most diverse casts in all of motion pictures when you consider you have uh human or other human-like aliens you have you have wookies you have um twilight wookies uh chewbacca he's a wookie uh you referred to him as a big dog earlier you have wookies you have twi'leks you have uh huts uh, you have, um, well, the huts, that's not an alien species. That's, uh, well, never mind. You have all kinds of different alien species. It's quite a diverse cast, and um, I don't think most of them look Swedish. I think you got to give, I think you got to give the production designers and the customers some credit there. So let me ask you this. So let's say if Stephanie did, you know, she gets up to space and she gets to Robin's Bluff and 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 what is the secret ingredient? What what is it in in Star Wars that you know they've got the dogs and like you said the 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 Rickies and 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 what could she meet there? You know what would people that you know what could show that this was not just a science fiction movie like you're saying Star Wars is that it's also a dramatic you know. What, I, what? Think, I think the secret ingredient to Star Wars is the structure of a hero's quest that George Lucas – do you know who George Lucas is? Yes. He's the um, – he's Mr. Star Wars. He's the guy. He's the big man on campus. Yeah, very good, very good. Um, George Lucas, when he was – first dreaming up Star Wars, he drew from the classical structure of the hero's quest. Um, He read a lot of books by an author named Joseph Campbell, 
who studied this and what does the hero's quest look like? It looks like uh, you have you start with a green, naive hero or heroine in this case, Stephanie. Who but is green is you know she's not green because Star- she's sorry. I mean green as in um, young and innocent. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like an alien. Yeah, and I no. was going to say that's not her. That's not her, at least not yet. And I don't know, you know, if Luke, um, songwriter or whatever, has, you know, because he is an alien. But you know, when you think about it, we are we're all aliens to somebody, isn't that right, Bill? That's true. That's a very. You know what, Lydia? I think you might have just found your theme. We're all aliens. We're all aliens. Isn't that something? We're all aliens to somebody. That's good. I like that. I was, hmm, we're all aliens to somebody. And maybe she could even, you know, say something to Dr. Lionel, uh, to Dr. Ladaris. She could even say something to Dr. Lionel Ladaris. That's, you know, he could go, you know, Stephanie, she could be having some sort of, you know, she could be staring off into into you know at the stars, and you can go, Stephanie, what's what's the matter? And she can go, you know, Doctor Lionel Ladera. I was just thinking, maybe we are, you know, we're trying to find these aliens that are creating mischief on Robin's Bluff, but perhaps you know we should look in the mirror. Perhaps we are the aliens because do I know you and do you know me? You know, I think you got something there. I think because you're onto something. I, you know, because you're, you know, do you and your science fiction friends, you know, when you was, would this be something that you'd watch together, you know, on your futons or, you know, with your popcorn, your buddies, your popcorn buddies? Is this something that you would do? Yeah, um, I don't, I, I won't say that I have any science fiction friends, but, but my friends in general uh, that I like to attend movies with, movies of all kinds i'm not just a um i'm not just a star wars guy i'm not just a space opera guy i like horror i like drama i like thriller i like comedies anyway we get together every weekend or we used to before um covid and uh, one of us would pick a movie and we'd go over that person's house and we'd all sit around uh on the futon and we'd watch it and the one thing that we all love because different, you know, different people all are attracted to different genres. But the one thing that we all love is a movie with something to say, a movie with a message. And so I think if you were to write this book and it was about that theme and then lo and behold, it's a, it's a big Hollywood movie. That's something we would watch on our futon. Well, I just think that's great. And I, you know, you really lit a little fire under me with all your, you know, your, 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 your science fiction, your love of, of all things science, your love of all things fi- fiction, where I go, you know, this is something, this, there is something there because, you know, for the longest time, Bill, I wanted to keep Stephanie on the ground and I wasn't listening to her, you know, and, and maybe that's what Mr. Mr. George Lucas was thinking too. Maybe these characters originally were in, in, you know, Dallas and, you know, they were working in, 
you know, instead of their spaceships, they were driving their Chevys. And then at some point he was writing and he said, gosh, you know, Mr. Songwriter wants to wants to be sent up into the stars and this shouldn't be a pen in his hand. This should be a, a laser, a laser gun. Luke Skywalker, not not Luke Songwriter, Luke Skywalker. Well, Bill, I just think this is great. And I, I, you know, keep, keep wearing your shirts, keep, keep loving, you know, keep loving all the things that make you happy. And this has been so beneficial. And I just hope that, that you are doing well and that your, your job brings you, brings you the joy that you deserve. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you for having me. And I hope to see you soon. Um, You might find me on your doorstep again soon. Oh, wouldn't that be, that would be a treat. I would see you, I'd go, oh my gosh, Bill's here. And mm-hmm. I I tell all my friends that you're the one to get. If, you know, if, if you're ordering, look out for Bill and they'll know you from your, you know, from your, your, your long hair and your, your Star Wars t-shirt. Yep. And they can probably hear my 1994 Toyota Camry coming down the road, uh, um, you know, a few blocks away. Well, you just look up to the stars, Bill, because maybe that, you know, that might turn into a big, um, a, a, a big, uh, a starship one day. Yep. All right, Bill. Well, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to, um, the let's talk with me, Lydia Greengrass de Alva Ladejo. Goodbye. May the force be with you always. What was that? Um, it's a thing from Star Wars. It's may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a good, uh, another way of saying goodbye. Um, if you live in, in the Star Wars galaxy. Oh, may the force be with you. Yes. May the force be with you. You pause. May the force pause be with you. Okay, Bill. Okay. Erios. Powered by ACAST. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.